Hi, welcome to Lead with Love podcast. I'm your host, Christy, and I am super thrilled to be sharing conscious content that I know will be a game changer for you in your life. Every aspect of our journey requires growth for change so that we can evolve into our best selves. And in each one of these episodes, we're going to lead with the intention to water our souls, feed our minds, and inspire ourselves to love more and deeper. It's so important that we begin to love where we've been, love where we are, and love where we are growing. All right, everyone. Welcome to our Lead with Love podcast. And I am so honored and excited to be interviewing one of my most favorite humans on the planet. And soon you're going to understand why this woman has changed my life in more ways than I even have time to share with all of you today. Uh, She is one of the reasons why I've become the woman I am. If it weren't for her ask, if it weren't for her getting out of her own way and out of her own fears, I wouldn't have been able to take this journey that I've taken and had the growth that I've experienced up to now um, because one powerful woman decided to step into her power. So without any further ado, I wanted to share with you a little bit more about Linda. She's She's been married for 46 years. So Yes, she started when she was two. Um, She has three amazing adult children, um, and she's a nana to two little handsome guys. Um, They're so beautiful, and a granddaughter, which is, like, so incredible. It's so great, because now I share this with her as well. I'm, You know, it's like we get to be nanas and mimis together. Um, Oh, the next one's coming October 1st, so she's not even here yet. So... Can't wait to see her little face. Oh my goodness. The next Mrs. Kansas one day, I'm sure. So Linda has grown a successful global marketing business for the last 25 years. And her purpose and passion is to lead with love. It's so great. And that's the name of this podcast. So she leaves everyone. She meets always better than before she met them. And that is so true. When you meet her, you've never met anyone quite like Linda. She's passionate about working with successful women entrepreneurs and, and even people that aren't there yet. Like she helps people to rise into to their potential and she helps them to discover, you know, who they truly are and, and what energizes them and also what doesn't energize them. And she leads them into uh, focusing on areas that feed them and don't deplete them. And she has a, an amazing blueprint that she shares with people that's, I've taken this, t- this test with her and it was true, everything. It was like, wow, I need to focus more of my energy on the things that feed me, not that deprive me. And so she's definitely a great teacher and has great tools for sharing more of that. So anyway, you know, Linda is such a special soul. And so Linda, thank you for being here on Lead with Love today. We're going to dive in. We're going to talk about so many things today. And most importantly, I just want to encourage all the listeners, you're going to want to listen the whole way through here because you're going to be so elevated and you're going to want to get out there and just kick some rear in your own life. So welcome, Linda, to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Christy. It is my joy to be with you today. Uh, it is a joy. We are like, we are definitely sisters from another mister. Most of the time when we've traveled together, people think we're sisters for sure. You know, we, we, we look alike. We, we also oftentimes, uh, carry ourselves somewhat in the same way. 
<laughs> but Linda, you know, I was, I was thinking today about what we were going to chat about and, and I, there's just so many things about you that pull people towards you. And, and I know that one of them is your ability um, to just love open-hearted. Like you have this ability to see people's greatness and when they're with you, they just feel like they're safe to be with you. They can, you know, they can be who they're meant to be. They can shine like they're, and you just have this loving discernment, like no matter what someone's going through, you just love them right where they're at. And that's powerful beyond powerful. It's like compassion at the ultimate level. It's being able to love people where they're at. So I know that that didn't come you know, I mean, we are naturally born with it, but somehow we get off that track when we're growing up. But, you know, where did that come from? Like that ability to just, you know, and tell us a little bit about the backstory. I know your your father was a preacher and, you know, tell us about your story. Why don't we dig into that? And then you can elaborate a little bit more about how your, how your heart's so open. Okay. So yes, my dad was a pastor for 46 years and I am second oldest um, to seven siblings actually six siblings, I'm the seventh. And, um, you know, we were just expected to show up and put on a smile no matter what was going on and um, and be that example to people in the church. We were the choir, we were the Sunday school teachers, we were, you know, pretty much everything coming from a small, um, small church. And um, so my parents exampled that, you know, very well. We were not um, perfect by any means, although from the outside looking in, people thought we were. Um, but there was um, a lot of dysfunctional things uh, as I look back now that really groomed me to be who I am today. Um, but my dad's philosophy was always, you know, when we would go camping, he would say, leave the place better than you found it. And so that stuck with me. And so when I, you know, I'm probably moving forward too fast, but um, the, the company that, that we're with now, um, the founder, when he said, you know, leave the people better than you found them, I felt like I came home because mm-hmm. that was always my philosophy is, you know, how can we, you know, put a smile on somebody's face or help them feel um, better because there's, especially today when there's so much heaviness around, um, you know, how can we put a smile on people's face? and help them understand that there's still hope in in the world (laughs) and we have a lot to offer. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, Linda, that that is true. You always leave the world a better place. And you're such a great listener. Like one thing I really love about you is is you know how to really listen. And um, it's it's a great gift that you have. And I I know there's that old adage, right? That says that God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason, right? So, uh, I, I, I don't always remember that. So you always remind me to remember that, which I appreciate. So Linda, I remember, you know, when a few stories that really stand out um, to me and one in particular story was, you know, when you're really beginning your journey um, and your kids were little and uh, uh, things were tight, they were tough. And do you mind sharing a little bit about like, because there's a lot of people going through tough times now, whether it's emotionally or spiritually, maybe they've lost their jobs or they don't know where they're going. And maybe they're, they're listening to this podcast, just looking for some inspiration or hope. Can you share uh, that particular story I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of? Uh, yes. When, well, I should go back a little bit and um, say that, 
you know, coming from a family of seven and not having much, um, I learned to sew when I was in third grade and because I wanted something new. And so I had my mom sit down with me and show me how to put together a pair of short shorts with an elastic waist band. And I didn't realize that I had a gift. I could just look at a picture and sew something. Um, and so I took those skills with me um, as I, my husband was in school for seven years and we moved to um, Dubuque, Iowa, little tiny uh, area from California and to, for him to go to seminary. And we lived in the married student housing in a small trailer in the valley, valley of the, um, actually was the ravine. So the road leading down to our place was a um, very steep hill and there were railroad tracks at the, at the bottom of the hill. So in winter, it was very, very scary, <laughs> especially California girl living in um, you know, cold, cold winter not knowing when the train was gonna come by, the timing of driving down that road. But our um, little tiny trailer was in, at the bottom of that road. And uh, the, the cold weather would come through and freeze our pipes almost every night in the winter. And it was so bad that we had icicles on the inside of our windows and in fact, um, my daughter was one at the time, she's now 41. Um, she was one at the time and her diapers froze. I took them out of the washer and put in the dryer, the electricity went out. So I put them in the um, clothes basket and in the morning they were frozen solid. And so I thought, I don't wanna be here anymore. This isn't working for me. And so I actually sent my resume out to California um, to Menlo Park area and said, you know, I'm going to find a job. And sure enough, I was hired. So we uh, decided to leave Iowa and my husband went to Berkeley. And anyway, so we, we ended up back in California for about six and a half years before we ended up back in Kansas to raise our kids. So it's been an interesting journey uh, across, you know, across uh, Midwest to the West Coast. Well, such a beautiful story. I think that so many people can relate to those times when they just hit, they feel like they've hit rock bottom and they don't know what to do. And you're just looking at your life saying, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what I want. And you have to take that action, that immediate action that says, I am deserving of more. I am worth more. And it's that fire and that power and that passion that really opens up the doors to opportunity for us. And so sometimes people just get complacent, you know, and they do the same thing every day and they're waiting for something to be different, but it's not going to be different until they become different. And that's what I really love about that story. And I think a lot of our listeners can connect to is that the fact that you know, there is so much for us to learn in the dark nights of our soul, in the valleys, in the pitfalls. And I can't imagine waking up in the morning, going down that hill and then like being afraid that a train's going to come. You got your kids in there like that is scary. And um, and there's a lot, you know, that's just it's just that it just feels like God kept giving you signs. It's time to go. It's time to go. It's time to go. And it's up to us whether we listen. And if we don't listen, we get a louder knock on the door. And then it usually becomes something where we're forced to go, 
right? So it's, it's such a powerful, powerful medicine, isn't it? This life that we live. So what a great story. Thank you for sharing that. And I want to talk about how I met you because I always like to talk about synchronicities and divine appointments and divine connections. And uh, for those of you that are listening right now, I don't know if you truly believe that everything happens as it should. I, I, at one point, my business card says by, said by divine appointment only, um, because I truly believe that everything is a divine appointment. Even the things we think are not divine, they wind up proving to us later that they were truly in divine order. Um, but when, maybe you could share your, pers- your uh, perception of the first time that we, we met each other. That would be so fun to share with everyone. Well, the first time I met Christy, um, her, it, it was Christy Dupree, and she was in the uh, Miss Teen USA pageant, and I knew of her. She did not know of me, and the next time I met her, I was altering her wedding gown, so I was the, the alteration lady sitting on the floor. <laughs> she had no idea, again, who I was, and then, um, oh, several years later, I, I was... Um, my son walked into the modeling agency that I was teaching at and um, was asked to get photos on him. And so I was sent to Christy Dialing because she was the best photographer for kids at that time and um, met her on the photo shoot. And she, the first, one of the first things she said to me was, what do you use on your skin? Your skin is beautiful. And I said, well, have you heard of Arbonne? <laughs> and <laughs> And she, so anyway, I gave her a sample from the trunk of my car and, um, and the rest, the rest is history, but I still have that photo of my son and I, that she took of us together. Um, that was a turning point in my life that, um, completely changed my life, but I still have that photo as a reminder of that. And he was 10, he was 10 years old back then. And he's now 30 gosh, 34, almost 34. Yeah, it's amazing how time flies. And, uh, you know, I think what's really powerful about that story, I didn't, I actually don't remember meeting you when I was Miss Teen. uh, So that's pretty cool. That's the first time I've heard that story. The second time I was so into my own world and, you know, having a young child and getting married. And I remember you being on the ground, but I didn't remember your name, didn't remember you. And that was part because I was just in my own world. third time when I met you, I was really unhappy because I was looking for more in my life. Like I wanted, I was tired of struggling and living paycheck to paycheck all the time. And I just felt like there's more. It was like this hunch inside of me. I was like, I know that there's more. I know there's more. What is it? Please tell me what it is. And I said a simple prayer. uh, And two weeks later, you appear. And that's the power of a decision, an intention, prayer, and letting it go and surrendering it to God, the universe, the forces, whatever you want to call it and connect to. That's the power of letting it go and letting the divine come in and do the magic and create magic. But we were destined. We were destined. So I think the powerful reminder for everyone is that your life is already kind of, you get choices, but let's just face it. There's going to be something that's going to keep showing up and showing up and showing up until you wake up. 
until you're ready, until you're ready to, to drink the Kool-Aid, you're going to, you're going to keep getting the knock on the door. And I'm so grateful that I answered that knock on that door and that you chose to answer the knock on the door. And it was literally, you have been, okay, I can count on my, I'm going to be generous and say two hands, a handful of people who have been absolutely astronomically cosmos in the evolution of who Christy has become today. Okay. And you are one of these women who literally had, you were one of the angels that was chosen for my path. And so I believe we all are that for someone. There will be someone that comes in, but you have to be open. You have to say, okay, universe, God, spirit, whatever, Jesus, you name it, Muhammad, whatever, and say, I am ready. I am so ready. I surrender. I let go. Please, please, please open me up to all possibilities for my greater expansion and beyond. And they will appear. Trust me. And when you least expect it. So Linda, thank you. Now I can share with the thousands of listeners, you know, thank you for showing up in your own life. Um, and doing something in your own life so that, you know, you could sprinkle your little, your Linda dust onto my life and I can then sprinkle it onto others. Well, the, the journey that brought me to that moment, um, I was actually at a very, I call it my holy discontent moment behind the sewing machine of knowing that there was more to life than what was going on. I had just finished a huge project for um, the American Royal Botard, um, you know, here in Kansas City. And I got to make 18 gowns. Um, I beat out Christian Dior and Priscilla of Boston. So who is this Linda Lovelace working out of her basement? My little claim to fame. And, um, and I remember sitting behind the sewing machine saying, God, there must be more to life than this because this isn't working. I was burned out, had 18 gowns in, with 7,000 hand sewn beads and sequins on each gown in two and a half months. And I remember thinking, if I don't do something different, I'm gonna be sitting in the same place five years from now. And I didn't wanna be there. And this woman came into my life that lost a significant amount of weight to do a pageant of all things in her 50s, um, inspired me. And so I thought, well, if she can do it, why not me? And that was always a back in my mind um, thing that I said, actually the first year that, that my husband and I were married, I was, uh, we're in a little apartment in California. I was sitting on the floor, cutting out a pattern, watching and said to myself, the power of words, I said to myself, I'm going to do that someday. 20 years later, exactly, I'm on stage at the pageant and completely forgot about what I said. But I decided that I was, in order to, to do something different, I needed to do something different. So and she inspired me to do the pageant. And so I searched, you know, different places and went to the local modeling agency to, so I wouldn't look silly on stage after having three children. And that began my journey. Um, I was introduced um, to the, the business that I'm in now through a private business reception. And I went thinking it had something to do with the pageant. And um, 
you know, and since she valued my opinion, I went home with a, a sample and the rest is history. And then, so that again, that one step led to the next step that led to the next step. And it was, um, oh gosh, probably about five years, five years later is when I, I met Christy and my life really changed at that point because she was hungry for something more as well in her life. And so that, that holy discontent, you know, that, that I think so many people get to a place where they realize their life isn't working and what do I need to do differently? That's when things happen, when we ask that question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, holy discontent. I love that. I mean, and that's what was incredible was that we really were forces. I mean, the, the magnetism was there because we had to match it was like, we, you know, we had to work on our stuff. We had to get out of our own way, right? And that's why it's so powerful to do the work, the inner work. And I feel like I never imagined in a million years I would have taken the journey with you that I took, right? Because that wasn't my idea of who Christy was going to be. You know, I thought I was going to go to Hollywood one day and, you know, become a famous actress, you know, that was what, what my story was that would make me feel worthy of, you know, being human is, is, was my, that was the story. And, and when I connected with you and I found these powerful women and men that were truly in growth mode and uh, truly accepting you for one thing I, you know, I really appreciate about you is you've always really accepted people as they are, but you see them as they can be. And that is ultimate compassion in my eyes. I mean, that's, that's how Jesus led. And, and that's why I feel like you do influence so many people because that is the way you lead. You do lead with love. And there's so much ego sometimes when it comes to leadership, right? And I really feel like you're, in my opinion, I just, I know we all have egos, but I know that you have really worked hard at abandoning yours and really allowing, you know, whatever is to be. And had you not opened up, if you would have been so closed off to that invitation, if you would have gotten to the business reception, if you would have been closed off to that, you couldn't have helped answer the prayer that I put into the universe. And I wouldn't have been able to, I mean, who knows, right? Who knows what would have happened? But my life has never been the same 20 years later. I am now the woman I am and have been the mother I am and the grandmother I am because of a decision you made and the people before you have made, even your father and your mother and your husband and all of it. So I love what you said. It was, what did you just say? It was like uh, the next step. It was the step before the step before the step. I love that. Yeah beautiful way to perceive it yeah you know and and Christy to be honest I'm a better person because of you and you know that's that's the beauty of this of this community and this you know type of business is the personal growth and development we're learning from each other you know school's never out you know we're all learning and growing and when you um, work with people you know even our own children are our best teachers. And so that's the beauty of this is, is realizing we don't know everything. And we're here, I mean, when Christy came on board, 
I knew I had to stay a step ahead because she wanted it. And I grew so much during that time because, you know, I had to, I didn't, you know, I didn't want, want to miss out. <laughs> and so we had so much fun working together and it was my training ground just as much as it was hers. And, you know, and we just, we flourished together yeah. and that, that's the beauty of it. So, you know, it's, it's a two-way street. I just, I look back and man, I, I, I mean, I'm still growing every day, but I look back and I think about, you know, the woman I was when we first met and how much, oh my gosh, how much is a, you know, it's like God chose the right woman to be a leader for me. Cause if I would have had someone that was, you know, forceful or in your face, I would have quit even, you know, you were just, you were just grace. And that was exactly like, if my ego roared its head and I thought I was all that in a bucket of chicken, you just tamed the lion a little bit and you knew, you know, this is just, this is where she is now. And, and I believe in her possibility and I believe in where she's going. I know her heart. And that's why I have such mad respect for you as a leader and as a woman, because you had discernment, right? Instead of judging or shaming or blaming somebody, you just were like, wow, I can see their potential. I see what they're capable of. I, if, if they can use that power for good, oh, wow. Right. And that is, that's a gift that you have and a gift you embody. And it's no wonder you're incredibly globally successful now in many areas of your life and you're still going. So can I just say everyone follow Linda Loveless on all the social media platforms. If when you see what she looks like, uh, you're going to think she's in her 40s still. She is out there and she is still changing lives. And I want to talk about aging for a second here because you do age gracefully. Like you still look like you did when I met you. Uh, and now I'm the same age when I virtually met you, which is crazy for me to think about. It's so much time's gone by, but I get sometimes a little frustrated with our obsession with age, younger age and millennials and the extrinsic and the bodies and the, you know, all the stuff that doesn't matter. Cause once all these millennials grow up and they realize that they can not put any more, you know, nip and tuck anything. And you know, that, that, that the beauty is not here. They're going to be left with their mind and their heart. And they're, there's going to be a lot of depressed individuals. Can you elaborate a little bit more on you know, as women, what we can do to just really step more into who we are rather than what we, we appear to be. Right. Well, I, I would say 99.9% .9 is mindset and self-talk because we're all saying some, something to ourselves every day. So what is it that, that we're saying to ourselves every day? So being aware of that are we tearing ourselves down or are we building ourselves up so you know the when you get up in the morning what's the first thing that you say when you look in the mirror and i don't think people even realize because it's such a habit and so first capturing those thoughts and then exchanging it for what you do want and start owning that space so that's you know and, and i haven't always done that you know i i can teach it out so well because <laughs> i learned it so well so so the i am statements are so powerful 
you know, looking in the mirror and what do you want to create? You know, because, um, I mean, we could go into a lot of depth in how our body receives things because we're made up of so much water and how we can actually change the environment that we live in, in our body because of the words that we're saying to ourselves. And so, so what do you want more of in your life? Those are the words that you need to be speaking into yourself so that you can start in embracing that and owning it. And what I love so much about the, the, um, the energy, or actually it's a strengths uh, as assessment that I discovered along my journey because it, it really um, measures how we're wired, mm -hmm. our unique thumbprint, because we're all so unique. And I'm never cared for putting people in a box, you know, and, and you know, everybody's this or that. Um, where there's four, four different categories of people or whatever it might be, because we're all so unique. So in understanding that, how are we wired? Understanding what truly lights us up is an embracing that in ourselves, because I clearly took myself out of the game, trying to be somebody I wasn't for so long, what I thought my team wanted me to be, and I lost myself. Mm -hmm. And I thought maybe I was done. How sad would that have been if I took me out completely because I believed the lie? Mm -hmm. So when I discovered who I truly was, I could pull myself back into where I am at my highest and best and start owning that. So I created the I am statement around, you know, I am optimistic. I am self-confident. I am a leader of leaders. You know, I am a developer of people, you know, whatever my, my true strengths were, I started embodying that to become more of that. And that was a game changer in every area of my life. I mean, how we do one thing is how we do everything. And so how are we doing our life every day that is not only affect, affecting us, but those that are watching that we don't even know. Our children are watching, you know, more is caught than taught. They're, they're, you know, you know, they are picking up everything. And so we are our best teachers without even knowing it. So what do you want more of in your life? So one of the things that I embraced in my fabulous fifties was exactly that. I want it, you know, so many people enter their 50s and think that, you know, they're getting old. Well, if you say you are, you are. Mm -hmm. But I embraced, I'm fabulous in my 50s and then headed into my sexy 60s, embraced that. And I tell you, I, I wrote on my mirror and I said, <laughs> I wrote on my mirror, sexy 60 in six months. And I asked myself every morning when I saw that, because it was right there on my mirror, is what I'm choosing to, to, to do today, how I, what I put in my body and how I move my body, is that moving me closer to that or further away? And so, and then, you know, and so I celebrated the successes and on my 60th birthday, I don't know if you remember this, Christy, but my 60th birthday, I released 40 pounds. I felt fabulous. I actually ran a half marathon, never ran before <laughs> and finished the race so proud of myself. 
but I just, I just claimed my sexy sixties and now getting close to my sassy seventies. That's a whole new decade that I get to embrace how I want to. And then elegant eighties and then naughty nineties <laughs> because I earned him. <laughs> I love every minute. Of that. I actually think I run that. I ran that marathon, with, half marathon with you, and you I was I was struggling. But my knee went out five miles in, and, and and you were still smiling. I was so impressed. It was great. They had to carry me out. Um, so how incredible that is! I love the IMs, and and I also agree that our children are watching. And one thing I've learned too is that it's okay to be vulnerable and to share when you are in pain or struggle with the ones you love and with people. Like being, I think, um, Linda, you may or may agree or may disagree, but there, you know, I think the older generations, you know, kind of had this philosophy that, you know, you just, you know, girls don't, boys don't cry and, you know, don't, don't show your emotions and, all of that. And so then we raised kids that didn't show their emotions. And then they felt like something was wrong with them if they did go through hard life. And now um, it's so important. Like I know when I've gone through my challenges that I've been so open with each of my children, no matter, you know, each of them are at a different place. And what was so beautiful, every single one of them if I was crying, because they were so used to seeing mom strong and powerful all the time, and then they saw me vulnerable and weak, and my little humans, who are bigger than me, you know, and they're boys, they wrapped their arms around me, and they said, I love you. Oh, it gets me emotional. <laughs> but mom, you're going to get through this. You are my hero. You taught me everything about strength. And I go back and I read the letters that they wrote me when I was going through hard times. And it was like the most beautiful gift you could ever receive from your children. And I think being vulnerable is also super important on our life journey that we're not perfect. Um, and it's okay to fall. Most importantly, we don't want to become victims of that you know, we have, we want to surround ourselves with people and community that can support us, who will help us to pull ourselves out. And I know, Linda, you know, when I went through some times, really tough, challenging times, you were there for me. And then there were times I took myself off the radar, like I didn't want to connect with a soul. But you were always there in grace. And I just think it's so important, you know, every age and every, doesn't matter which decade you're going through, right? We're all going to be faced with challenges, right? We lose people we love. We lose parts of ourself. We gain things. We gain parts to our self. We become, we um, hopefully also get rid of aspects of our personality we don't like. And, and at each age, like, it, you know, there's wisdom in your, all those decades you're, you're sharing with me. And in other cultures, the Asian cultures and, and, you know, even Aborigine cultures or the, you know, Native American cultures, as you age, it's revered. Like your elders are revered in the community. They're not put into retirement homes. They're not casted to the side. We have a problem in North American culture. We just do. Where for some reason, we've drank the Kool-Aid to believe that 
aging has to suck and that you're not wanted and that your voice isn't important. And I'm going to say it's bull crap and we need to stop it now. And I love that women like yourself are saying, you know what? I'm freaking sexy in my 60s, right? In my 70s, I'm going to be sassy. In my 80s, I'm Elliot. In my 90s, I'm naughty. I freaking love it. And I am so proud of you that you're standing in that for all women of every generation to love where they're at, Linda. So great job with that message that you're teaching everyone. You know, Christy, you really touched on something important because in my generation, um, you know, I was taught by my parents that you don't air your dirty laundry. You know, you don't, um, you know, show, you just put that, that happy face on and you act as if. And um, so, I, you know, I'm, I'm here to say um, I admire those that can be vulnerable and, you know, and feel like they're in a safe place to do that because what happens if you're not is your health is, it becomes, you know, um, you sacrifice your health because it's got to come out in some way. And so, you know, I, I love, again, giving permission to women to express themselves and feel like they're in a safe community to do that. You know, no shame, you know, no judgment, just to be able to be who they need to be to get through the next thing. And there's so much highlight reels on social media today that it's, you know, it's become an epidemic again of, of who are we really? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I think, you know, I think we have a lot of work to do in that area, you know? Um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm marching on that journey as well as, you know, um, giving myself permission to be a little bit more vulnerable with no judgment and no, no shame in that, because I, you know, there are certain things that um, I'm noticing in my health that aren't, you know, because of internal, internalizing things and creating more um, stress. And so stress is a big factor. We've got to, we've got to just let it go, surrender it. So again, Christy, I admire you. I've watched your journey you've done a lot of hard work to express that so that you can move on in a healthy way. And so I just, I, you know, I'm just so proud of you and just admire you for, for doing the hard. Mm, Thank you, babe. It's been um, a crazy journey. I, I used to think I was one of the least judgmental people I knew. Like I felt in my community, I was like, I felt like it was open and airy. And le- then I'm, I'm, I meet my partner. And then I, then I'm really tested. Then I'm like, wow, I'm a lot more judgmental in areas than I ever thought I was. And wow. And that is the work. It's like there, once you think that you've done the work, then there's next level work. And it's, it's knowing that you, until we can release, like you said, we, our cells hold those emotions, you know, uh, for the longest time, I thought I had to fit into a box. I had to act a certain way, talk a certain way, be a certain way. I didn't let myself go, you know, and it's been fun because my partner has taught me how to let go and let loose a little bit more, 
which I know you see me as being someone who lets loose a lot. Well, I'm, you know, it's a whole nother level. And so it's just, it's great how those teachers show up and appear right with the medicine that we need, right when we need it, and right when we're ready to, to, to take the medicine and, and move on. And so Linda, thank you so much, so much for your time today. I want to share with everybody how people can can get to know Linda a little bit more. How can they follow you? I know that you are also, you do uh, lots of things on the side. I mean, you're a speaker, you're, uh, you're working on your next books and, and podcast is soon coming. And then you're also, uh, well, I mean, the list goes on and on and on, but how can they connect with you if they want to find out more about Linda? Well, I'm a work in progress on the social media end of it. So just be patient with me, but I'm, I'm getting it out there. Um, but probably email is the easiest way, uh, is Linda at lindalovelace.com. And you can find me, Linda Lovelace, on, on Facebook and uh, MVP, Linda Lovelace, on um, Instagram. So I'm, I'm still learning and growing in that area. <laughs> so anyway, I am coming up with my Sexy 60 brand as we speak. So love it. I love the sexy 60s. I love it. I can't wait because uh, you know what? You make 60 look so freaking fabulous. And I mean that not just extrinsically because that's a big thing for me. When I talk about how beautiful you are, it's because yes, you are extrinsically beautiful. You, you can't take credit for that. But what you can take credit for is what's on the inside and that you've been doing the inner work and the love and the light that shines from your soul is what makes you, you know, hands down, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. So, you know, keep doing that work, keep shining bright for all of us other women. Thank you for being on the show. We love you, Linda. And you, Christy, I just love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all our listeners. Thank you for following Lead with Love. You know what? We want to share as many of these messages as we can, these stories to empower as many humans as we can on the planet. That's truly what this podcast is all about. So share it with a friend. If you love this podcast, you know, with Linda, please give us a positive review. We love you and we can't wait to see you on the next one. Have a beautiful one, my friends. Love you all. Bye-bye. 